Believers, I hope you enjoy this episode. Let me just apologize in advance. Um, I recorded this when I was sick, and I, I had a touch of laryngitis for like the third time. So the audio on my end might not be that great, but uh, it, it's a great episode. Um, fantastic content. I hope you enjoy it. And if you haven't checked out Shadow Appalachia yet on YouTube, we got a couple of trailers out. Um, I hope you all go on there, check it out. Uh, subscribe to the channel. There's more to come. We have actually started some, uh, some, some funding, some, some opportunities to go through. I think it's Indiegogo to get on there and to contribute, do some crowdsourcing to raise money for this project. It's a big project. More details on the, on the actual trailers about what it's all about. Um, it's actually being produced by Merkel Media, so shout out to Tony Merkel on that one. Um, it's the guys from Sword and Staff Podcast, Josh and Richie. They're, uh, they're leading this up, doing some big work in the area. Um, super cool, good group of guys to work with. I'm, I'm happy that they brought me on board. It's a blessing. So we're all together. It's big collaboration. Um, we have a common bond. So you'll see. You'll see. Just get on there. Check out Shadow Appalachia on YouTube. Uh, follow it on all social media. Uh, get involved. Become a part of the project. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. we got big things coming. All right. God bless. When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. Hey there, believers. Got another good episode for you today. Please excuse my voice. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, all my life, I never had laryngitis, maybe once, but I've had it three times so far in 2022. So something's trying to shut me up, but here we are. Um, today's episode, this week's episode, I'm bringing on Josh, and he's going to give an account some things that went on in Maryland um, with, his, with his dad and I believe his uncle back in the 70s. And he said, it's a, it's a very interesting account. And uh, he just wanted to share it with us. 
I'm very eager to hear it. Um, I'm interested to see what else we have to talk about. So just hold on, we'll get right into it. All right, so um, <clears throat> my name's Josh. I'm, I'm from uh, Emmett, South Carolina. And uh, I got a couple of stories to share. Uh, my family was originally Amish and we're from Delaware. I think around Dover was where my family uh, came to be. But uh, sometime, I don't know if it was probably in the early 60s or something, something happened and, and my grandma and grandpa got out of the Amish community. And uh, what the first, the little, I guess the, the pre-story to my, to my main story, but um, when they got out of the Amish, uh, they moved into this, this old house and it had electric and it was a two story little, it was a little house, but it was two story. And my grandma said that, uh, they moved in there and, uh, although they weren't part of the Amish community anymore, they still went to church like every night, I guess they were going maybe to the Mennonite church or whatever. But, um, she told me that uh, she had left one morning, or I mean, one night, and they had left the, well, they thought they had left the bathroom light on. So, uh, you know, she, when they got back home, she shut it off. They went to bed. Uh, the next day, they went to, uh, they were coming back from church, and she looked up and realized the light was on again. And she kind of made it a point to cut it off when they left or make sure it was off. Uh, so, you know, she cut it off. She had my my grandpa uh, unwire the switch or take the switch out. So it was just bare wires, you know, just completely, completely disconnected. And they came back from... That 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 night they went to church. They came back. Guess what? Mm -hmm. Light was on. And my grandma said it, it. It freaked my grandma and my grandpa out so bad. It, you know, even my grandpa that they 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 packed up their stuff that night and took off. Wow. And I don't know if they stayed in the car or uh, they went to a motel or what. But they were not staying in the house again <laughs> one more night. Um. Another another story about the Amish. Um, Amish have like a uh, a kind of form of magic, or I guess you would call it low form of witchcraft that they call powwowing. Uh, they got two or two or three different names. Uh, one of the names is actually a little bit more darker, and. Uh, when my dad was a was you know maybe 14 15 years old um, they sat him in a chair and two of my grandma's cousins got beside him and they stuck their pointer finger pointer fingers up under his uh we call it, armpits and, uh, you know, my, my, my dad was pretty skinny then. He was probably like 140 pounds or so. Right. But 
you know, 140 pounds is, it's still, you know, it, it's it's more than a man could just pick up with ease. Right. Especially with these little Amish guys, you know, they weren't big men. So uh, they stuck, they stuck their fingers up under his uh, armpits on each side and lifted him up. And my dad said it felt like, um, like something came around him. There was no pressure in his, you know, where they where their fingers were pressing up. There was no pressure. It was just like he was floating. And something else that he said it, that freaked him out even worse was the chair came up with it. Really? Yes. And um, they walked like, you know, 15 feet, 10, 15 feet. They turned around, they came back and they set him down. And it uh, it freaked my dad out so bad that he took off running, you know, went out through the door. And, um, you know, my grandma was like, you know, kind of freaked out too because she didn't know, you know, they were they were doing stuff like that. Right. But uh, there was there was uh, you know uh, my 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 dad's my aunts my aunts and uncles were there. They seen all. They seen this happen. And um, the my grandma's cousins were just laughing. They thought it was funny because you know they done it and scared him. But my dad my dad's a, a you know he's a Christian. I'm a Christian too. And uh, he said it had it was straight up demonic. Uh, right. He believes because uh, for them to be able to do that with like no power, you know, no force, and what he felt around him, he did not feel it was a it was something pure or good or you know God, God really don't do that kind of stuff. You know, right. he don't levitation and stuff like that's kind of a, a bit of the dark arts. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard of something similar to that. I think my mom was talking about it um, when she was a teenager. People would play games where you know they would lay somebody down, you know, on the floor, and their friends would get around them and surround them all the way around and stick like two fingers underneath them, and they would recite. I'm sure you've heard. I saw it on a movie before once too, where they would say "light as a feather, stiff as a board," and they would chant that. And sure enough, with two fingers, they could lift their friends off the ground. So it's it's pretty freaky stuff. And yeah, I think it is dabbling in something that's uh, more occult than it is Christian based for sure. Yeah. Well, I told that same story on another podcast. And uh, one of the comments that came through was exactly the same words you just said. Really? Stiff as a, stiff as a boar, lie the feather or whatever. Yeah. And um that sounds like that to me sounds like some kind of witchcraft chant right there, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I know you got a you got a a vast spectrum of uh, uh, listeners, and uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but you know, we're just not into that. You know what I right. mean? That's we just don't practice that stuff. Um, but uh, and I don't see you know, Amish are supposed to be Christian. Uh, a lot of their doctrine to me is a bit um, legalistic, but uh, you know, it's amazing. Even in that uh, hardcore uh, supposed to be conservative circle that you got people doing stuff like that. Yeah, it is. And it, it's yeah. something that it shows you it's everywhere. Yeah, really, it really is. Yeah. Um, so like my grandma and grandpa ended up getting a divorce 
and um, she met another fellow somewhere around, it was somewhere around the same area, and um, he lived in South Carolina, so she decided to move the whole family down to South Carolina, um, and it was, I got two, I got one uncle and, and three aunts, I think, Rosie, Rosie, yeah, there's, there's five kids. So, um, my uncle, uh, and my dad were coming down, they went, they took 95, I guess it was, I guess, I don't know what exact road they were on, but I know they, they come out of like Dover and cut, cut down through Maryland coming to South Carolina. So, um, but they were coming, they were the last ones to come down. They had the rest of whatever clothes and stuff they could fit in this old jalopy of a car they had. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad said that they were, they were coming through Maryland. And this was like the late 70s. And it was nothing. I mean, it was just woods and, you know, no street lights, nothing. It was just dark, black, as black as it could be. You could, he said you couldn't see nothing. Uh, so I'm guessing it wasn't even really a moon out, but they said that they were coming down, uh, coming down that highway and, uh, in the, in the distance, you could see, uh, they could see a figure on the side of the road, like a, you know, a human or something on the side of the road. And as they got closer to it, they realized it was a woman. It was a, uh, elderly kind of looking old woman and they said her clothes were different like she did not have like modern that era clothing on it was something they said it was something like an old uh an old dress i guess you would say it was something like the 1800s or you know maybe even farther back you know it was it was some kind of old dress so uh they pull up on this on this woman She's out in the middle of nowhere. There's no houses. There's no lights. There's nothing. There's nowhere she could come from. Um, unless you walk so many miles through the woods. I don't know. But, um, my dad, they pulled up on her. My dad rolled down his window. My dad's on the passenger side. My uncle's driving. He rolls down the window and he says, ma'am, can we help you? And they said, she's kind of snuck you know put her face up to uh the door mm. the window uh, you know where the window was supposed to be they put she put her face there and when that they could get a little enough light that was in the car to hit her face they said her face was just bleach white and it was just twisted mm. mouth was twisted they said I, her eyes were like sunk in, um, just wrinkly, just just what you think an old hag would look like, you know, from paranormal type stuff. <laughs> and uh, when they seen it, when they seen this thing's face or whatever, it immediately just terrorized them. And they just took off. He said, my uncle, the car was a piece of junk. I think it was some huge uh, car, a family car from like the the 60s or something. 
And he said, my uncle just punched the gas and, you know, he kept the car going as fast as it could. It was pegged out at like 90 hmm. and <laughs> they were just terrorized. And, um, they, he said they net, they didn't make any stops that they didn't have to. He said, if they had to get gas, they stopped at the gas station, stuck the thing in there, got gas, got back in the car and slammed on the pedal again. It scared me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it terrorized them. So my uncle won't talk about it, um, which gives him more validity that what my, that my dad's saying is probably true. Right. Uh, my dad's told me this several times, and it's always the same way he tells it. And, um, you know, what I'm thinking is that they probably seen some kind of demonic um, apparition or something of maybe a witch. Because, you know, I think Maryland's, isn't it pretty, wasn't it pretty... Um, you know, wasn't that wasn't that like which part of which country or oh, something yeah. like that? I I would imagine all those new, you know, from Maryland up the the seaboard there, was, right? Was well known for that, yeah. You know, so um, that's really my main story. Um, that's freaky, man. Like that's that's the the thing that scares my wife more than anything is like the uh the old woman in the window kind of thing like all these horror movies like there's a lady in black you know with his white face she can't watch it you know so I, yeah he, you know my dad said that like when the when when it, it stuck its face in the in the door um they didn't even get time to you know record anything else in their brain because when they seen that, when they seen this woman's face mm-hmm. in her eyes or where her eyes were supposed to be or whatever, it was just like they instantly felt terror and you got, we got to get out of here, you know? Yeah. And uh, they took off. Uh, I've got some, I've got some experiences of my own. Not Nothing is, is quite as terrifying as that, I guess not, but um do you mind if I go ahead and give? Oh, I would love it. I would love it. Okay. Um, when I was about, I was in my early twenties. I used to do body work for a living, and um, you know, body work, uh, auto body work, is hard work. You know, mm-hmm. sand the body, sanding cars, you know, sanding uh, body filler and uh, fixing collision damage or whatever i've done a lot of restoration or helped with a lot of restoration work so um i remember it was during the summer i just got off work and i was tired man you know i was 20 years old i was skinny then and i had just worked myself to death i I didn't have i didn't have no desire to go out and hang out and said i was ready to go to bed so i went to bed so i went to the house and uh, it was it was a place I grew up in. My mom had left, uh, uh, went to go move somewhere else. My dad had been had been gone too, so they kind of just left me a place, and I was still staying there. And uh, I went and took a shower, lay down on the bed. Within like maybe five minutes, I was out. Well, before this, I had sleep apnea. And I was put on a uh, CPAP machine and I had, but I lost 50 pounds. 
and I and I had I didn't have to be on CPAP no more. Um, so I just want that to be like I did. I did have sleep apnea that time. Not not at that time, but I had it before this, and and now I got it now because I done got fat again. But anyways, <laughs> I got a um, chicken. It's all right. <laughs> but uh, I was I was probably like a hundred and maybe one hundred sixty, hundred seventy pounds. So I passed out. I don't know. I think it was about one or two in the morning. I came to, and I was in that state of not awake, but not asleep. And, uh, my arms were crossed. The weird thing is I never, the, the position I was in, I would never sleep in. Um, I always sleep on my back or on my side. I never sleep on my back. Well, I'm, I never sleep on my back with my arms crossed over me like right uh, you know like a dead body <laughs> in a casket or something you know i never i never do that um so i wake up and have half, half sleep half awake or whatever that state is i got my arms crossed like i'm laying in a, in a casket i look down all, all i can do is breathe and move my eyes i look down there's this thing at the foot of the bed and it is completely black, dark. I cannot see through it. I can just see, I can see it. I mean, it is, it is just like, I, I can't describe the black, it, how, how dark. It, it was just, it, you know how in the Bible it talks about being cast in the outer darkness? Yeah. That's, you know, like it talks, of, a lot of people th believe hell is also dark too. Um and the flames actually blue instead of like a regular orange color that we, you know, see with most fires or whatever. Uh, I've heard people say that's that's what they think hell, the fire in hell might be. But anyways, it's, it was like that outer darkness. You know, I guess that's the only way I could describe it. And um, it came up over my body. It hovered about six to eight inches over my body and it got to my face. And when it got to my face, another thing is the shape of it was, it was like, it had a head and it had shoulders, but the shoulders went straight down. There was no more features of the body. And it came up and hovered over about six, seven inches. It got to my face. And it sniffed me in my face right here. Oh, man. And I felt the air come out or go in, whichever one it was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was so terrified. I, it was, it was, it, it was a scared to your bones, you know, like the fiber of my being was just, I was just so scared. I've never been that so, so scared in my life. Another thing is, I went to sleep with the light off. The light was on when this thing done its thing. So all I can figure is, um, it, you know, it sounds to me it was like sleep paralysis, you know, the sleep paralysis demon yeah. episode. But what was really weird is it, it like prepared me for it. It like put my, to me, it felt like it put my arms where my arms were. And then 
it turned the light on. I guess because it wanted me to see it. I don't. I don't know. That's all I can think. So it came over me. It sniffed me, um, and then I snapped out of it. And I, and the only reason I think I snapped out of it is because I could not say it, but in my mind I said, "Jesus, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus." You know, I, I just kept saying that in my head, and I snapped out of it. I wasn't a Christian then. I was I was not saved. That'll make I mean, you my moment. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. Uh, I wasn't saved, but I, I still believed. Right. You know, I had been raised and told about Jesus and, and a lot about the Bible and stuff, but I had not accepted. And um, it would be bad if if I stopped then. But the thing, it, it don't it don't stop. I wake up. I'm terrified. I shoot out the front door. It's like one, one, one thirty, something, one, two o'clock in the morning. Jump in my truck. I take off down to my grandma's. Um, now this this is my mama's mom, not my daddy's mom, not the Amish grandma. I go to my mama's uh, mom, and I come in. The, I knock on the door. <laughs> Thank God they. You know, my grandpa didn't wake up. He probably would have came with a gun. But uh, it's almost like she was, she was, she, she already knew what was going on. She opened the door. I knocked on the door. She come to the door and looked, seen, opened the door. And she seen how terrified I looked and how upset I was. And she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, you're, you're probably not going to believe me. But uh, I had I just had a terrifying experience over at the trailer, and I don't know I don't know what brought it on or what why it happened. And uh, she, I said, I just want to stay here. I said, I'm I'm terrified. I just I just want to stay here. So she she fixes me a place on the couch. I lay down. I finally get calmed down enough where I could go back to sleep. It's probably three. It's probably three three thirty now. And she shuts the lights off. I close my eyes. And there's a picture that's been hanging on the walls for probably 15 years. Decides to fall off the wall. Mm. And crash onto the floor and bust into a million pieces. And it scares me, of course, again. My grandma is freaked out. Papa wakes up. And he's like, uh, what happened? I said, I don't know. I was just standing here. And I said, I tried to tell you something, something, something weird's happening. I don't understand what's going on. So they clean, we clean it all up. And um, we all just kind of sit in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> kind of bewildered. And, um, you know, uh, I said, let's pray. When, you know, let's pray and ask the Lord to. To, to give us some peace and help us. And um, and my grandma prayed, my papa prayed, and I, and I prayed as much as I could. Uh, and I went to sleep. I stayed there two more nights over this because I was scared to go back home. Yeah, man. Um, but I, I eventually went back home and, and everything was okay. And thank God I haven't had the experience again and I don't want it again. And, uh, you know, I keep I've told this story several times and I, I'm afraid if I keep telling it that it's gonna it's gonna like tempt the devil to come back, but 
you know, I'm just really telling it, telling it to if somebody else. I know people have this experience like every other month, you know, yeah. they have something like this. And uh, I, the only thing I could tell the people, they need to call out on the name of Jesus. I mean, that's, I, I don't, I don't know of anything else that's going to make a team and run away or they will run away. So you're going to have to pray to the Lord. But, um, so there was that, um, when I was a little kid, there was a weird thing that happened to me in that same trailer. Um, I was coming in the back door and the way the sun would come down, it would kind of like, if you had the back door open, it would, it would shine through the crack of the door, the jam of the door where it hinged open. And uh, I remember coming in the back, you know, me and my brother were playing. Uh, so I came in the back door and it was, it was like that. And it was uh, like a orange sunset, you know, or uh, the sun was going down or whatever. It was orange. And I remember I came in the back door and I looked to the right and there was this demon face in the closet. Mm. And I screamed and mama said, what's wrong with you? I said, there's something in the closet. There's something in the closet. And, um, you know, she looked and I looked again. It was gone. And I was like, if it was a glare or, or if it was a refraction or something of the sun going down or that light but on the door where it could have cast that and made it look like a face or whatever, right. I could not recreate, recreate. I tried to open the door, you know, mama tried to open the door, you know, the next day or we tried it right then trying to, trying to make it happen again. It wouldn't happen. Hmm. And, um, so that was, a, I mean, that, that terrified me right now. I was probably like maybe 12 when that happened. Um, so that, you know, that, that, that might be, you might be able to prove that was, you know, s somehow the light was going through something and made it look like that face, but we could not recreate it. Mm. And it scared me to death. Um, let's see what else. Uh, well, I just want to say real quick, Josh, you said that the things that happened to you probably aren't as bad as what happened to, uh, to your dad there with that old hag, but that sleep paralysis demon. That sounds absolutely terrifying, man. Um, I, I've been blessed. Like I said, I have sleep apnea too, but uh, and I'll talk about this stuff all the time, but I've never experienced sleep paralysis. My dad has, and I have a, uh, several of my students come have come to me about recurring um, attacks that they've had. And I gave them the same advice that you just gave, um, you know, call on the Lord. That's, that's the only known way to stop it for sure. But that, that kind of stuff, they, it seems like they, they get you when you're vulnerable, you know, get you when you can't really defend yourself and that's in your sleep. And and that, that would make sense yeah. because uh, that's what they are. They're cowards. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. There you go. Um, yeah, they're they're gonna get you. They're gonna hit you where your your soft spot, wherever mm -hmm. that is. You know, he's gonna. You know, they're gonna they're gonna come from the back. You know, they're gonna stab you in the back or whatever. 
they're they're not going to face you face to face usually. Now I have heard some encounters. Uh, actually, you know, I've been listening to your. I started out at your first podcast, and I think I'm up to like 25. Wow. And there was there was one guy he was talking about. Um, he actually seen something come out of the wall, uh, coming towards it, coming for his wife. Yeah. He got he got pretty upset about it when he told it told you to you know told it uh on here and um you yeah, know now that now that's a straight up you know uh coming at you coming straight at you in your face type of deal that's one of like that's probably top three <clears throat> scariest discussions i've had was with that guy yeah I, I the episode was called demon in the bedroom right and yeah. I, I don't remember uh the episode number or anything, but man, that story, he was so genuine and it was so compelling. It, it just broke your heart for him when he had to go through with that. Yeah. And you know, I don't understand why, um, especially after you've been saved <clears throat> that God allows like stuff like that to come in. Yeah. But, um, you know, God always, he's always, te- he's always putting us to a test to bring our faith up, you know, and he don't, yeah. He don't, God don't give us, don't, he don't, he don't build us up through blessing. He builds us up through testing, you know, (laughs) and trials. And uh, that's just the way it is. Cause you know, if you, if he blessed you all the time, you, you, you wouldn't care no more. You know what I mean? Hey, you'd be a spoiled, you'd be a spoiled kid. That's it. But, um, when I was 25, uh, I had a, uh, I just had a real bad time. Uh, I got real depressed. <laughs> I got real. I had I, I had suicidal thoughts. I had been going through a rough time. I had a bad relationship <clears throat> with a girlfriend that I had really got tied up with. Um, you know, in my heart, I, I really cared about her, and uh, it just didn't work out, and. I remember going down the road and it just hit me. I said, you know, I do not have what the Bible says you have when you're, when you know the Lord, when you're saved. And, uh, I turned on the radio to this station. This guy started preaching the same message I've heard a million times. (laughs) And, uh, Man, he hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. It was completely different. And I pulled over and I realized I was a sinner. And uh and it was a different knowing. It was a conviction. It was deep, you know. So uh I pulled over and I asked the Lord to save me right then and there. And I've been I've been on a different path ever since. Uh pretty radical how he turned changed my life in two weeks. Pretty much all the friends I had were gone. Yeah, you know they just they were into drinking or partying and so on, and and they just was gone, man. It was it was crazy how fast because we had been hanging out for years. Yeah, but uh, so I got saved at twenty five. I was going to um, a church, and. Um, I was real thirsty to know the word of God because even though I 
I understood how to get saved and what it means to be saved. I told the Lord, I was like, I don't, I don't understand the word of God. I was like, I need to know. I need to know at least a basic level of, of what's going on all through the scripture. Hey, Josh, <clears throat> do you mind if I stop you just for a second, man? Yeah, go ahead. Because what you're doing right now, I have chill bumps all over my body. Nobody knows this. Like, I haven't even went into detail about this with my wife. But I've been studying and I've been writing notes in my Bible, you know, writing little post-it notes. I've written out like a whole thing today for hours about how we need to take care of new Christians, about how we need to teach them how to pray. We need to teach them what scriptures to look for, how to protect themselves, you know, because once we, once we give our life over to Jesus, you know, yeah, our name's written in the Lamb's book, but at the same time, we're enlisting in God's army, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, your friends didn't just leave you. You broke up with the devil. And that's one vengeful, spiteful ex to have, you know? Oh, yeah. And what you just said, man, just, it made me feel so good. I just had to stop you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But I'm sorry. That, that's, uh, that was from God, man. I thank you for saying that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's all right. Um, well, you know, I believe that, I believe this is the direction God wants to take me in my life. <clears throat> because, you know, I talk about this paranormal stuff with people because, you know, I don't know how big the group is, but there's a lot of people out there who have dealt with paranormal stuff and, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these denominations don't deal with that. They right. don't give them any, uh, any, any, really any help. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't. The Catholic Church, man. You know, you may not believe everything that they believe doctrine or whatever, but they do have they do have uh, stuff to fight this. You know, and 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 uh, talk to people, and and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, minister to them when they when they face something demonic or a ghost, or they got something going on in their house, or uh, even these cryptid things. Uh, you know, if they're malevolent or whatever, yeah. uh, there's no, you know, around here, most of them just get laughed at. And uh, I think I think the ministry God's given me is to help some of these people, just to su even support them, pray for them. I'm not saying I'm I'm one of these. Uh, what was that old couple that went into these houses? What was what was her name? Ed and Lorraine Warren, man. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. no I'm no Ed Dude. Warren, you know. But uh, <laughs> this is I, exactly. I'm sorry, man. This is wild. This is that's what I told my wife, me and her, Ed and Lorraine Ward, because I'm getting into deliverance type stuff. You know, I'm, I'm reading on demonics uh, and spiritual warfare, and you're you're just killing me, man. I love it. You're you're saying well, everything that I've been talking about. Well, there's there's something happening, uh, Bo, because <clears throat> there are some preachers out there I've been watching, and they are on fire. Yeah, man. And they are doing deliverance. Yeah, man. God's give them the, 
either the gift or they, he's just blessing them and doing deliverance for people. And yep. uh, this stuff that people's been sweeping up under the rug and trying not to deal with, God's raising up men right now and women too that are, that are that are doing it. Um, one of them's name, uh, D.R. Harrison. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, <laughs> there's also, a, well, I, I'm not going to say this guy's name because there's, there's a little bit of controversy with him, but uh, I, I believe he's doing deliverance, man. Uh, Greg Locke, um, I think he's doing, I think he's, I think he's really del- helping people get delivered through the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh anyways let, let me I'll, let me go back and finish my testimony yeah I'm um, sorry. that's all right uh because i want to get into other stuff too Amen. but um so i was 25 got saved i was going to church and i was like i don't have knowledge of the word of god i got very limited knowledge i did not tell anybody that i did not go seeking or asking, I said it in my heart, and I prayed about it. About two weeks after that, this preacher boy came up, and he said, "I don't know why, but I feel like you need you need this because I'm finished with it." And he gave me a stack of theological CDs, seminary seminary CDs, and um, I got maybe. Two or three of them I got through. My and I didn't tell nobody this. This is this is all happening. The Lord doing all this. Uh, my preacher come. My pastor comes up to me and he says, "Do you want to go to seminary school?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do want to go to seminary school." And he's like, "Okay, we're gonna send you." Wow. He's like, "Where do you want to go?" I said, "I want to go to Tabernacle in Greenville, South Carolina." He said, okay, it's expensive, but we're going to send you there. I was like, okay. You know, so I went up to Tabernacle, and uh, Tabernacle's independent Baptist. They're uh, <clears throat> they're very conservative. And uh, so I started going, and I tell you, I was thirsty, man. I was mm-hmm. I was absorbing this stuff, you know. Uh, you know how you really get to liking doing something and you just really get into it. And I, I really got into it. And I'll tell you something. I'm not, I am not an academic person. I hate reading. I hate math. You know, I hate, I, I was a C and D student. Um, right. I do right now the, the work I do, I do uh grading and clearing bush hogging. <clears throat> I'm a grunt. You know what I mean? I'm not a, yeah. I'm not a smart person, <laughs> but anyways, I started going there and I went there for two years. I was absorbing. <clears throat> and uh, I'll be, be honest with you. Some of the things I didn't agree with, they said, some of the things I did, but what it did was it got me started and it laid a foundation for every chapter. They showed me what's going on, what's happening, the context, who's saying what, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that's you every christian needs to know that yes you know you don't you go to church and hear a preacher every sunday and that's it you don't know if, what exactly he's saying is the truth or not you know right. like you yeah. need to know the basis you know 
I wish that every Christian could go through a, a good seminary or yeah. have some classes at their church where they get up and get taught, not just Sunday school. I'm sorry, I'm talking about like a deep, you know, a, at least a semi-deep study. Yeah, man. So uh, I went there two years. Me and this man bonded. His, his name's uh, Dr. Sammy. Me and him, shared, it was like we shared the same spirit. I mean, he he was one of those guys that, you know, he, he was a, a good, solid preacher. He was wise. But he also um, had a lot of humility about it. Yeah. And I could joke with him some. You know, we kind of joked, you know, about stuff. But, you know, most of the other teachers, they were, like, so uptight, you couldn't hardly even talk to them. And uh, Dr. Sandu would help talk to me about questions I had. So, and I still talk to him uh, even today. And That was, like, 2012 when I was up there. But Mm -hmm. So I went there for two years, and then I went down to a little place uh, called Foothills. I went there for a year. <clears throat> and then I got out of it. Um, the reason being, uh, I got tired. I, I was going there to to talk to wise people and talk about the Bible and divide the word of truth. You know, I didn't care about no paper. I didn't care about them ordaining me. Yeah. I didn't care about none of that. I was wanting to know what the word of God was. Yeah. And in this whole time, I was doing some preaching. I had preached at a couple church churches, and I had uh, done some preaches at nur- preaching at nursing homes and stuff like that. But um, I, I after that, I had a little bit of a hiccup for about. I started getting depressed again. I started feeling bad. I started going. I wasn't suicidal. I just felt like something was wrong in my spirit. So I left the church that had sent me to school and I tried to go to another church and it it just lingered with me. I was having just a hard time. So I ended up getting out of church for two years and in that two years, uh, I just had this real rough time, just yeah, man, of depression and loneliness. Um, I, I don't really understand. I don't really understand uh, what happened there. I mean, I was doing good, and then thank God, then, then God kind of enlightened me that I was being so legalistic, and I was trying so hard in myself to be good that I was pushing God out of it. I was mm-hmm. pushing Christ out. There you go. You know? And um, so God reset me. You know, he made, he took me back and made me dependent on him again. Amen. <clears throat> Plus another thing is the church I was a part of was so strict. I mean, you know, you want you want to teach people right. You want people to clean up, but you're gonna to have to let God do that to them. You know. Yeah. And uh, you can't choke people out with a bunch of rules. You know, like uh, 
over over petty stuff, you know. But anyways, so God made me dependent on Him again. I met my wife. Um, that was that was a long time prayed for. I met my wife. She's she's wonderful. Um, we got married, and you know, next thing I know, I kind of started wondering about things in the Bible. Well, the things that are that happen in this world that are not necessarily pointed directly out in the Bible. <clears throat> so that led me back to the part paranormal stuff. And, you know, I was like, you know, nothing's changed. You've got the same old devil. You got yep. the same old Jesus. Amen. Yep. You got the same old Jesus. Nothing's changed. There's nothing new under the sun. That's right. And I started looking around me. And I'm like, you know, like the, the denomination I'm a part of, they, they just kind of don't believe this stuff happens around here or, you know, that, that people get possessed or people get attacked demonically. Come people on. get, um, you know, the the ghost stuff that, you know, they kind of sweep that on a rug like that's not happening. That happens, man. <clears throat> you can't, Brilliant. you know, I can't, I can't fully understand it. I can't fully explain it, but it, it happens to people. Right. And they need somewhere that they can go and talk about it and get some get some help, you know, like, uh, which comes from, or who, or who else is going to help them? You know, the Lord's going to have to help. Them. Right. You know, the higher power. So, um, I started a little group on this next door app. And, um, like one of the first, one of the first posts that was on my little group page was this girl and she was asking for help because her mama had been into occult stuff and had played with a Ouija board in the house. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, she was into it. I mean, she had candles, she had robes. I mean, she, you know, she was full on, you know, doing witchcraft and Wicca, mm -hmm. whatever. But um, she said, there's something in my house that's scaring me, scaring the kids. Uh, she said, the, the, the kids see it coming out of the closet or seeing it in the closet all the time. Mm -hmm. And she said that she was up on a, where she started getting freaked out at was she was standing up on a step stool trying to get something out of the cabinets. And the thing tried to move the step stool. So I'm like, okay, so it's trying to literally hurt. physically hurt you, yeah. you know. And, uh, you know, I see some of these people go in these haunted houses or so-called haunted houses, and they'll get on the, the top story and open the door. There ain't no steps out there and, and just look down like, you know, oh, this is cool. We, you know, that thing pushed you out the door, you know. Yeah. You don't put your don't put yourself in a vulnerable position like that. Yeah, but the, it it can they had they 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 can do some stuff. So she said it, it had pushed her, and it, you know, kind of made it like she was gonna fall. And she was she's like, uh, I you know I gotta do something. So I went and told my, the past the church I go to now. I told my pastor, <clears throat> and I said, uh, I said pastor this girl. This girl's got some issues in her house, and uh, 
she don't know what to do about it, and she's going to call you. Well, she called him, and uh, he will not. He wouldn't go over there. He said, I'm not going over there because I ain't messing with no demons. He said, I don't know. You know, you never know what a demon's going to do. You know, you go over there and it could lash on you. And I was like, I don't know. Um, if you're going over there doing the Lord's work, I, I, I don't think the Lord would latch, let one latch on to you. That's right. But, you know, anyways, we got a group of people and prayed and they prayed. And I haven't heard anything else from her. Um, I asked her, you know, one time if everything was okay. And she said she, they're still living in the same place. And she sounded like, she, you know, it, it had went away or, or stopped messing with them. But my something my pastor did that I think made also a big difference was he told her to go through that house and throw away every single thing that was tied to that, you know, what what that woman was doing, yeah. her mom was doing. So <clears throat> she done all that. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, so so I think God God blessed it and and you know forced it out um amen i did pass I, I had what was weird though is i had went to her her and her husband's house like maybe a couple weeks before i started this group and and had bought a a little I, ibc tote you know as water totes so they yeah. put anything in them i had bought that there and i didn't know these people and then two weeks later i started that group and she she commented on that so, uh, I mean, as far as I know, everything's good up there now, now uh, you know, thank God. Yeah, thank but, God. But, you know, the thing is, I realize, you know, these people don't have, they don't have any support. Right. Um, so I, I feel like that that is kind of my ministry now is that um, – I'm not saying I'm gonna go in there and you know be a Ed Ed Ed, uh, Ed Warren or nothing, but uh, at least I can talk to these people, give them script scripture, pray with them, you know, not think they're crazy, you know, whatever. Um. So that that's where I'm at now. Um. Me and me and Alan actually got our first lead on uh, Bigfoot sighting. And we're gonna we're gonna go check that out. And to be honest with you, I'm not really that big on on uh, chasing down a Bigfoot like I was, right? Because uh, I, I'll be honest with you, Bo, my 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 view on Bigfoot changed a bunch over the years. Yeah, I man. used to think <laughs> I used to think that Bigfoot was just a big old hairy man, half monkey, half human, whatever out there in the wood running around, nobody get a picture of them or whatever. But I, I'm, I'm convinced these things have powers and abilities. We don't, we don't have. Yeah. And I don't know where they get it from neither. And I, I don't think it's from God. Well, you know? there's only one other place. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was but I do, I do definitely believe it's a physical creature. Yeah. You know, it's definitely a physical creature. And uh, I believe the dog man's real too. Um, I'm really open to all of them, but you know, there's there seems to be more evidence for 
certain cryptids than they are other cryptids or whatever. Yeah. Bigfoot dogmen are like, um, they're they're getting about to the same level, you know. Bit you yeah. know, people seeing dogmen just as much as they seeing uh, Bigfoots now. Yeah, that that's something too. There's something to that. Yeah. Um, I I had Dark Waters on my show. I don't know if you listened to that episode yet or not. Do you know who Dark Waters is? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's got a crazy popular YouTube channel, like probably 80,000 subscribers or whatever. Um, and that's his thing, his dog man. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And, you know, initially, I was on the fence about the whole thing, you know, kind of skeptical about it. My dad's like big time into it. But there's something to it, man. It's just, it's happening. Like the phenomenon has, has just taken off. And I don't think it's like a trend. I think it's um, something's out there, you know? I don't, I don't know what it is or how long it's been around or if it's something uh, more recently released on us or what. <laughs> but. There's definitely something to that, the whole dog man experience. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to think of it yet. Well, I mean, there's, there's three, uh, you know, I watch a lot of, a lot of stuff about cryptids. Um, <clears throat> I watch some, uh, some ghost hunters on YouTube, but the people I watch, um, as far as the parent, the ghost stuff, uh, all they do is they're going in a place with cameras. They're low budget. You know, I'm trying. What I'm what I'm trying to say is, I watch people. They're they don't they're not making something up. If they catch something, they catch something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yes. And I'm so tired of these shows. You know, I don't watch anything on uh, mainstream TV anymore at all. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, but you know, the, the, you know, if they catch something, they catch something. If they don't, they don't. But um, there's this guy named Scott Carpenter. Uh, I watch on. You ever heard of him? No, I'm, I'm writing his name down. I can look him up. He he changed my mind a lot about Bigfoot because, you know, what what do you believe that Bigfoot, um, is just an animal or not? There's so many things about the creature that we have no explanation for. Um, you can't hardly get one on camera. Right. The people, the people who put up game cameras and stuff, can't catch one. Right. You know, um, you go in the woods, and there's one around. They make you. They like do that infrasound stuff or whatever, and put that fear and dread in you. Like I need to leave. I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. You know, we was in a place, and I just feel like, man, we need to get out of here. We need to leave. Just That's like you know, it just like. Do what? I said, sorry, I said that's happened to me several times. I've hunted. Really? Oh yeah, I've hunted for 25, 30 years, and that's happened to me a handful of times where I was like, I couldn't get out of my truck a couple mornings. Like, I just sat there till the sun came up. Yeah, so you know, I haven't really studied that much on infrasound, but evidently, infrasound you could do a lot of stuff with people's minds. You could mess right. with their their minds and stuff. <clears throat> um. As far as the cloaking thing goes, you know, people people say that, uh, you know, some people believe in cloak and they can teleport stuff like that. I really, I'm not really into the 
the on the on board with the teleport thing. But the cloaking, I think they have in their hair. Their hair is different than ours. There you go. And when they get behind uh, or get in front of or whatever the foliage, I believe that they do like a chameleon effect, and they blend in with the foliage. Um, not necessarily, you know, some kind of like high tech alien type deal, but you know, it's just in them naturally. Yeah, I've heard but, that. I've heard that from somebody else before too. Uh, you're onto something, maybe. So, I mean, this is just my personal opinion. Um, so, I believe you know the infrasound, the the cloaking, the 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 hair fall, the hair, the different kind of hair they got. Um. What else? You can't get the can't get a picture of it. Can't get a video. It seems like they can sense electronic stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, and somehow they <laughs> they can scramble it, or I don't I don't know. Maybe that maybe they do that with infrasound too. I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I definitely believe that the, there there's there's more there than them just being a physical creature. Because there's just so much stuff that's unexplained about them. I mean, you know, why can't we get one? Why can't we, like, you know, why can't we get a body? Why can't right. we get, um, you know, why can't they capture one? I mean, <laughs> right. It, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of questions that just can't, that haven't been answered or can't be answered unless it's something weird, right. you know, something that we would consider weird. Right. Um, yeah, you got a good point, man. Uh, they can't be too powerful. We have tigers and elephants in zoos. And there's no way it's more powerful than an elephant. So it's not like it's too strong for us to get it. Right. You know, um, there's thousands of sightings across the world probably every year or every couple of years. So it's not like nobody knows where it's at. It's just getting your hands on it. Yeah, I mean, also believe in the government conspiracy to cover it up. Yeah. Uh, I believe they're in on that. I don't know why. Because it seems like, to me, if it was a creature that they could, they could like, say was a missing link in evolution, <coughs> excuse me, a missing link in evolution or whatever, that they would definitely catch it and show everybody and say, hey, you know, this is proof of the evolutionary, you know, this, that, mm -hmm. and the other but they're not doing that. And then that, that's like, okay, what, what, what is going on here? Yeah. Because yeah, like when so many thousands, so many hundreds or whatever people see something and, and they're Joe Schmo, they don't care about paranormal. They're just living day to day, trying to get mm -hmm. by. They're not looking into that kind of stuff. And they see a seven foot, eight foot man in their backyard and he takes two leaps and he's went 50 foot, you know, two, two strides, two jumps or whatever. And they're like, wow, that's not that not like anything I've ever seen before. They're, and and people are seeing the same thing. There's got to be something to it. There you is. know, there has to be. And, uh, you know the the dog man too. Is get the sightings get so much. I mean, the dog man's been in Michigan, or his his legend's been in Michigan forever. Yeah, 
And for some reason, it's coming down. You know, yep. it seems like it's, it's it's coming down from that area. And you, you hear about them in Tennessee, Kentucky. I don't know about North Carolina yet. Yeah, there's, there's been a bunch in West Virginia. There's a, a couple of interstates. It's had a lot of sightings, like right, like roadside sightings. I think you know my my opinion on dog man. I think that I think that's something just straight up demonic. I, I mean, yeah. uh, anytime I've ever heard somebody have an encounter with a dog man, <clears throat> it's evil. Yeah, it sounds evil to me. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for the pack that will help you survive the worst day of your life or a pack to use for your everyday carry that you never have to worry about failing. If you're looking for the perfect bug out bag, the perfect bushcraft pack uh, for camping, hiking, whatever your needs, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check it out. All products are 100% made in America. You can use promo code Bump 22 and save 10% site wide. All right, that's Bump B U M P 22 to save 10% site wide. This is a veteran owned business. Like I said, every component of every product made in America the buckles, the zippers, the straps, American made. Um, there's never been a more important time than now to bring it home. You know what I mean? So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Best products on the market. I've got videos on YouTube about it if you want to see it. Um, Or just go to the website. Check it out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com. But wait, there's more. (laughs) Hey, Chris messaged me and said that if you guys use Bump22 as the promo code this year, that he's going to increase that discount to 15%. So get on there now, use Bump 22, save 15% site-wide at SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as far as the dog man goes, I think it, I think personally that might be a manifestation of an actual demonic entity, like, coming to a physical form. Yeah, yeah. Possibly. I think you're right. I I agree with that. I, I don't know what else that could be. And the way it just it just conjures fear, you know, and I don't know. Have have you heard anything about people using the name of Jesus in those kind of encounters? Um that Scott Carpenter guy. 
Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of videos of both Bigfoot and Dogman. <clears throat> and he actually had, uh, he actually said that, that Big, Bigfoot, the Sasquatches were actually following him home. And they started doing stuff, you know, uh, kind of like touching on the spiritual rim in his, to his house. Um, I mean, they were, they were beating on it. They would slap the side of his house in the middle of the night. And there was, he said there was some, some weird stuff going on inside the house. And it was like, uh, kind of more, it was like ghost type, uh, stuff going on, yeah. but it, it never stopped, started happening until the, the creature started coming around his house. And he's got proof of it, man. He's got, he's got proof of, uh, you can see one of them huge handprint where they slapped the side of the house. <clears throat> but, um, he did that <clears throat> in both, in both, <clears throat> in both times. Uh, he had a dog man, uh, that was actually stalking him in the woods. And he, he got a picture of, it cause he had a back camera on him. And when he goes in the woods, he's got a camera on his back. He's got a camera on his front. And he said that the only way that he could get the things to stop messing with him was he called on the name of Jesus. Even the Bigfoot, you know, he called on the name of Jesus and they stopped messing with him. Um, he said that the one of the one of the Sasquatches would come and would get a huge scoop of dog food off the side of the porch and it was the the porch was like eight like seven or eight foot and the thing would stand over and over the it would stand up and then reach over the railing so this thing had to be like 15 foot tall or 10 it was huge it had to be huge wow. i'm gonna check this look, guy out man. yeah he, he stuck it the sasquatch stuck his hand over the rail and would scoop out the dog food for this huge bin and he's got, I think he's got actual uh, prints of the feet, you know. Uh, so they, they were, and he, he strongly cautions people not to go looking, right. you know, real hard for him or whatever, because evidently if you do, sometimes they'll come back home with you. Yeah. Yeah. I've, or, I've heard that. And uh, I've, I also have a, a person I stay in regular contact with. Her name is Denise. She lives up Pennsylvania. And she has a, well, for lack of better words, a relationship with one of these creatures. And they, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but she says they communicate with each other telepathically. And it has disclosed a lot of things. And it gets into a very spiritual worldview um it refers to itself as an Eliud. and i don't know if you've ever heard that word before no um i looked it up i talked to uh gary wayne and i asked him about it too um an Eliud is a descendant of the nephilim And that's what this creature told her that it was. Now, Denise had not, um, she, she wasn't, she said she wasn't very well versed in biblical knowledge at the time when she first explained this stuff to me. Um, she wasn't 
familiar with any um, extra biblical texts, you know, like the book of Enoch or uh, anything like that from the Apocrypha. But this thing disclosed a lot of information to her. And she started researching. It told her things to look at. And it, it really opened her eyes up. It's a, it's a very, very scary topic. But Josh, uh, I, I recommend you check it out, man. I, I did, uh, I've had her on the show three times. And it's called like, uh, I think the first one was Bigfoot Face to Face, maybe. And then there's the Eliud and then the Eliud Redemption. Um, it, it's Denise is her name. If you look at the description, I think you'd find it very interesting. It, it kind of goes along with where, what you're talking about, how there's something more to this creature. Right. I, I think you'd be interested. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not the authority and I don't know, you know, so this thing could be talking to her telepathically. Uh, I mean, I believe God, the Holy Spirit, will c communicates to you. Absolutely. You know, um, I haven't ever heard a audible voice, right? But you know, if you're a Christian and you and the Holy Spirit cues in onto something, you don't need a voice. You right. know, that's right. You know, it's it's deep in you you know it's deep in your heart yeah <clears throat> and i've experienced that several times so um you know uh she it, it could be you know she could she could be and you know if her not have any biblical knowledge and then her divulging this about the nephilim and all that i mean you know don't think don't think that that I would say to her is, is don't completely trust trust that thing because right. you know you just don't know what it what its intentions is you know right and uh, she's opening her she's opening the door to it to come in you know to her life and uh, anything that you don't know or understand or know for sure is good or or you know whatever. You don't need to open no doors to it because, uh, I mean, you may look into it, but you need to you need to make sure you got all the doors shut, you know, protect yourself. That's right. Um, another thing is if if, if you go, you know, I, I know from from hearing your other episodes, it used to be a you know a paranormal investigator oh, was yeah. a Louisiana. Yep. And you, you know, you said you had experienced something that kind of rattled you for a while. And, um, you know, uh, thing about God is if you go looking for something, uh, he'll probably let you find it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he may let it mess with you or attach to you for a little while because that's what you were looking for, you yeah. know? Um, because you know, you kind of just you, you kind of just dig your own hole doing that. Uh, that's why I say I'm not. I'm not. Even though we got this one lead to research this area, it's not like I'm going to go out there every weekend or every week someday. You know, dying to see this thing. I just want to go out there and kind of look 
you know, where it was, where the guy says it was, and this thing, you know, see if I could see anything, right. any evidence. And we might stay out there, you know, because it's a campground. It's not like it's just, you know, out in the woods, but necessarily. But, um, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be careful what you open yourself up to. <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, yeah, when she, so, uh, when, when she told me all this stuff on the show, man, I told her, you know, be careful, test the spirits, you know. And the week, the next week or two after that, I had a stack of emails. People like, oh my gosh, please tell her not to do this. And, you know, everybody's issuing warnings. And I relayed messages to her. We've stayed in contact. And uh, she says that it told her that it was seeking redemption. You know, and that opened up a whole can of worms, man. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, Nephilim. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm the one who believes that the angels, uh, <clears throat> went into the, uh, daughters of men. Yes. And whatever those beings were came, you know, of it. Yes. And I don't, I don't know if it was actually a sexual thing or a spiritual thing. And somehow it, you know, it became a child. And a woman gave birth to it. I don't know, because uh, right. you know the Bible says talk, it talks about. Um, Jesus said that the you know the angels heaven don't have any sex because you know don't, they don't marry or whatever because they don't have any sex uh, or whatever. But however it happened, I believe that's what happened, and <laughs> the things that came out of it were abominations. Yes, and those things were extremely, you know, whether they were just—I don't think it was just giants. I think it was other things, you know. I think it was like, um, uh, what? What's that thing? What was that guy's name? It was pre-flood. Um, he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Nimrod. Nimrod. You know, I think I think he might have been one. Yeah. Um. And I don't necessarily think he was a giant. Right. Which, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's so many theories because we don't really know. But uh, some people say that Noah was a giant. Right. Um, just because in those days, you know, maybe people were just big, a lot bigger than us in yeah. those days. I think they were. I think they were much better built people, you know. Right. Larger, smarter, you know, because they're they're what, seven, eight generations off of Adam or something like that? Uh, yeah. 15 generations off of Adam at that yeah. point? But that's still pretty close to God's initial creation. You know what I mean? It's like we're kind of watered down from what right. Adam must have been. You know, you know, like they lived several hundred years, too. Yeah. And then, um, you know, the earth was different. There was yeah. a uh, – you still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm right here. Um the earth was different, you know, it, it was a, it didn't rain. Didn't there rain. was a canopy, canopy effect where it was like a rain, I guess like a rainforest where it was, uh, the, you know, the, the ground was always moisturized of trees and everything, but it never actually rained. Right. And there was a hundred percent more oxygen, hundred percent more of every good thing for stuff to grow. So, you know, there were no wonder there was probably a tomato, you know, bigger than my head. 
<laughs> right. But, you know, <laughs> but, you know, huge, huge fruit and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I'm not against that theory that maybe everybody was giants right. in those days or just, you know, what they were a lot bigger than us. Yeah. Um, because, you know, it, I, I use the KJV. I mean, that's really all I read. Um, if there's something I don't understand, I'll go and try to study it out. But I, I really don't use other virgins, virgin, uh, virgin versions. I'm sorry. Okay. <clears throat> because uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I, some of the things that they say in there, they're kind of misleading to an extent. Some of the verses, they kind of change up. But um, in the KJV, it says, you know, after that, the 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 uh, fallen angels that came into the son, the daughters of men or whatever, it said, and there were giants on the earth. Right. So I take that as maybe the, maybe that the Nephilim necessarily wasn't all the giants, you know, because it said, because it, it like, it has a comma there or the, or whatever it says, and there were giants on the earth. Yeah. So, you know, was the giants actually the demonic ones? Right. I don't. I don't really know if it really worked. Right. Maybe they were all just like some kind of creature, you know, like a like a Bigfoot or like a uh, like a wolf, a dog man. Right. You know, I don't know. Uh, I think Nimrod definitely was one of them, but uh, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of there's a lot there. You know, there I mean? is a lot there, and that's There's an a odd lot place. That's an odd place to stick that line, too, right? Right. About um, the giants so, on the earth in those days, and after. Yeah, after, and yeah. after. Right. You know, and that gets into how did they how did they get here after the flood? Well, there's a lot of evidence that that goes to Ham's wife. You know that she may have been of that uh, that bloodline. Um, their child Canaan, Noah cursed um, because of Ham's transgressions after the flood when he discovered his dad naked. And well, when there's he, a lot there too. Oh yeah, there's a lot there. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot there. I mean, it says a few words, but you know the whole yeah. situation is very awkward. Very, very. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Michael Heiser, Doctor Michael Heiser? Did he? Did he write books about um, about uh, demons and stuff? Yes, he is. He has written a lot of books, but his uh, like his his big one, I guess you call it, is called the Unseen Realm. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, uh, I've heard like two or three books of his. About a month ago, they put um, some documentaries on YouTube. Um, Dr. Heiser is the, the Unseen Realm documentary. It's about an hour and 45 minutes worth it. Um, then they have a Q&A session. You can watch that too. And then he did one, uh, a documentary on demons. And then like this 11 part series on angels. Dr. Heiser, what makes him so special in my eyes is not only did he go to seminary school, but his like PhDs or whatever are in ancient languages. Like he can read the original Hebrew and Greek text and understand 
you know, how the words and the phrasings are laid out and how they meant things in a literal sense or if they were talking about something symbolically. And he just helps bring a whole new understanding to what's always been there, you know, about how these original writers, if they're saying it, that's what they mean. You know, yeah. when, when they say <laughs> this is there, they're not saying, you know, they're not writing like Dr. Seuss. They're telling you what they saw. You know what yeah. I mean? And Heiser just lays it out, man. And uh, I, I, I would highly recommend you check him out. If you get on YouTube and stuff, check out Dr. Heiser Unseen Realm on, on there. Because the book, it's a big read. It takes a while. But you can watch it and get the gist of it in, you know, an hour and a half on YouTube. Well, I listened to that book and I listened to the one about the demonic. And, um, yeah, he blew my mind. Yeah, man. Um, I think the thing he really blew my mind on in the Unseen Realm, when he was talking about the council. Yes, the divine You know, council. that God has a council. And... uh you know that that could, I mean, uh, I never heard anything you said that really wasn't biblical or right. could be yeah. backed up by the Bible, because um, God has allowed what's in the earth to have dominion in certain areas, right? You know, and um, so you know, His will be done. Um, he's yeah. in control. And he could do whatever he wants to do. That's it. That's so, and uh, when he started talking about the, the council and, and this, that, and the other, I was like, uh, that kind of that kind of connects a bunch of dots that, um, you know, denominational preachers are fumbling over. Yeah. Or people who, you know, got a set, set doctrine that they're preaching. They won't go over or under it you know that's just that's just where it ends and they're not gonna you know go any farther with it but um <clears throat> you know i'm tired of that you know i'm tired of that i'm not saying that you know we need to go way over here on way over here in the left or the right or whatever and right and get unbiblical but it's time it's time to break the mold and, and it's time to to you know, kind of get out of this uh, comfortable Christianity and we go to church on Sunday and Sunday night, Wednesday night or whatever, and that's about it and we go home. That's it. And there's no power in it. You know, we, the message is dull. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. How many times are you going to preach salvation <laughs> to a church full of saved? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I go to a tiny little community church. I mean, when I say tiny, uh, the pastor has remodeled his garage, you know, to fit. You know, we, we got about, we, we, we might get 40 head in there. And that's about it. But and the Holy Ghost is in there with us every time we have church, man. And it it's a community church. We have some Baptists in there. We got some Church of God in there. We got some Pentecostal in there. But there's a, there's this guy <clears throat> there's this guy that uh, lived behind me uh, when I was growing up and he was a uh, Pentecostal. I love it. <laughs> and he he went to uh, I went to his church when I was a kid and I wasn't used to it. <laughs> people were people were showing out, you know, and they were yeah. they were uh, praising the Lord. And um, 
it, it scared me. It scared my brother too. My brother <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, they were real nice. There was a woman talking to us. She's like, oh, it's, this is the way we, you know, praise the Lord and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I, I just wasn't used to it. They weren't doing anything violent or, you know, they were just, I mean, well, you know, Dave, David danced before the Lord, you know, exactly. David, yeah. you know, that David had instruments, you know, and they were playing towards the Lord. And, yeah. Um, you know, ever, ever since I started my journey on my knowledge of the Bible, I've been more open to what other people, other denominations believe too. Yeah. Because, um, I, I have no reason, some of it I have no reason to doubt is still going on. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't, how much longer are you, are you, are you good to t- keep talking? Or hey, It's good for you, man. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. I don't want to talk your head off. Or I know, whatever. you're good, bro. This, this is my favorite thing on the planet to talk about, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, um, you know, uh, that guy, that, that, that my neighbor that was behind me, uh, he was probably one of the godliest people I ever met in my life. Yeah, and I still go over and see him to some, and he is just the most humble. I mean, he's got power. He's got the power with God, you know. Uh, when Eddie prays for you, things happen. That's it. And he's very he's very knowledgeable. But, um, you know, uh, what I was going on about, you know, I'm, I'm more open to um, other other beliefs or other denominational beliefs is – um, I'm not. I'm not completely convinced that the gifts of God, such as healing or um, the gifts of healing or the gifts of tongues or the gifts of uh, uh, discernment, right? Prophecy, prophecy. I don't believe those are gone. Uh, I, the, the the longer I live, I still believe that people have those gifts. I do too. I don't believe God gives them out as easy as he did because, uh, you know, people just are not spiritual enough or not deep enough, you know, in the understanding. I don't know what's going on behind outside of my house. It sounds like there's a cannon going off. Uh-uh. And it's 10 o'clock at night and they're not supposed to be shooting no deer right now. <laughs> it is. It is so loud. It's shaking the house. Really? Yeah. But anyways, um, uh, you know, I've been more open to that stuff. Uh, there was a girl I went to school with. Her name was, her name was Jamie, <clears throat> and uh, her grandma was Pentecostal, Church of God or something. Oh yeah. And there was this little boy that was sick, and uh, they couldn't get him, couldn't get him straightened out. Uh, they don't know what was wrong with him, and they. Somehow, they got to their wits end and found out about Jamie's grandma. And I didn't know this about her grandma until way after I was graduated. But uh, they took this boy over to uh, her grandma's. Grandma came outside. They didn't even say nothing. You know, they were. she was like, uh, you know, the Lord told me you were coming. He told me, you know, what to do and and so on and so forth and um they put the boy on the porch she got over him and she said something to the effect do do you believe do you believe the lord can hear you do you believe jesus you know can heal you this that and the other 
and the boy was, I mean, pretty much just tore up. I mean, he was tired. He he was exhausted. The family was exhausted. Tired of being tired of being sick. Didn't know what was gonna happen to him. Yeah. And they said, and, and I was told that Jamie's grandma put her hands on him and uh, prayed over him, and like instantly, it was over with. Amen. Uh, you know, and I heard I've always I've heard people talk about Jamie's grandma on the other side of the denominations talk bad about her because um you know sadly because they didn't believe the same way she did. So they didn't believe that she had that gift or that ability. Right. But that little boy was didn't have no more problems ever since then. There you go. And uh you know I fully believe I'm fully convinced that people still have these abilities and God's given it to them. Amen. And um as long as he's glorified, you know, he'll he'll keep doing it. That's it. But until you know if they if they go the wrong way and don't glorify him, um I don't know if they'll he'll necessarily take it away, but he he might put a pause to it, you know? Well, I look at it like that, too. You know, Jesus, <clears throat> you know, I think Paul says, Jesus is the head of the church. We are his body. So we're his boots on the ground. You know, we are his hands to heal with. And he works through us, you know, to do these healings, to say these words, to testify to witness, you know, to grow the body of Christ and reclaim dominion until the return. So I, I believe 100%. Um, I was raised, I don't know if I told you this or, or if you heard it on the show or whatever. I was raised Catholic until I was about 17. You know, my, my yeah. dad's side of the family, hardcore Catholic. I mean, we're Kennedys. You know, it's kind of like a, it just is. And my grandmother on that side was <clears throat> Italian. So it's just, there's no option. You're Catholic. But when I was about 19, 20 years old, I started going to a free will church with my grandmother on my mom's side and uh i got born again i got saved right before i turned 21 and i i lived as faithfully as i could for about two or three years until i joined the military and then i unfortunately i backslid hard man i uh i went the way of the world for oh gosh i don't know the time i was about 22 I was probably 37, 38 years old, and I started working my way back. And uh, the 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 closer I've been getting back, you know, the harder life has been as far as the worldly stuff goes. Like I said, I've been sick three three or four times this year. Oh yeah, I've been getting beat down, but it I feel better than I ever have in my life. I feel like I'm closer to God than ever. But I believe in everything that that Bible says. So if that Bible tells me that we have the gift of laying on hands and through our faith, Christ can work through us to heal somebody. He gave us the authority to cast out demons. I don't need anybody else to tell me that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. I'm, at this point, I'm completely non-denominational. The church I go to is non-denominational. I just say I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. Um, I like being around Pentecostals, I like being around Church of God because they're 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 like God's hype man, you know, like they're, yeah. they're awesome. 
but for me, I sit there and I I cry my eyes out more than anything. Um, I just you know I get touched. I I can feel the spirit. I've never jumped up and ran, you know. But uh, yeah. I love watching it happen. But yeah, man, if it's in that book, I believe it. So I'm I'm with you a hundred percent. Well, um, when I was going to the independent Baptist church, um, they had some really, 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 really Holy Spirit filled services. And um, I really miss it. You know, even though I, I, I parted ways and I didn't agree with some of the things he did. Boy, there was some services, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm feel I kind of feel it right now. Be honest with you. Yeah, man. Um, it, it's beyond it's beyond it's beyond it's beyond understanding and explanation. The feeling. The only thing I can uh, maybe explain it as is probably the feeling you're going to feel in heaven. You know. <laughs> um. It, <laughs> At that Tabernacle Baptist Church, um, the guy who started it was named Harold Sotler. And um, they got a radio station there, too. And um, they play this song. There's like two of them where they had a service and they were singing and God took over. Wow. God took over. And... Uh, one of the songs is thanks to him. Thanks to I'll never be the same. Thanks to him. And they just keep going over saying that. And I'm going to tell you what, when I hear it, I, 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 I can't do nothing but scream, cry. Amen. I mean, I'm telling it is, it is just on fire. It still is. It is a recording. Yeah. You know, it's a recording. Um, there was another one. Uh, try to try to remember what it uh, what it was saying. Uh, so it was thanks to him, and then it's so, oh, it was it's something about the blood or, or something like that. And um, you know, if you can hear that song and say you're a Christian and not feel nothing off of it. I don't know, you know, <laughs> you might need to go check up even, even though it might not be your denomination or whatever, well, yeah. or the kind of, or the kind of, you, you know, you're used to what I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's got the spirit on it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I tell you, I've, I've felt the spirit on some of these songs, uh, by these, uh, artists, um, that have gotten right with God. Um, yeah, Tyler Childress. Yeah, you ever heard of him? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's from around here. <laughs> oh, he is. Yeah, he's well, from he, real, by, real close by about 45 minutes away. Well, you know, like I wasn't really into the any any real new country music. I, I'm a I'm an old soul. Uh, you know, my grandpa listened to old country. Yeah, but now I've always been hung up on that, you know, my whole life. But, um, Tyler Childress. Evidently, when he got going, he got a contract or whatever, he, he got on drugs or, or got to drinking or something. Yeah. Or, well, he evidently got was a Christian or something and he got right with God. Um, 
and stopped drinking, I guess, stopped doing drugs or whatever he did. He put out this song called uh, Singing, Shouting or something like that. Yeah. And it's talking about, you know, Holy Ghost filled church service. <laughs> and it has this, it has this line. It said, you need to listen to it if you ain't heard it. I'm going Have you to. ever heard the song? I haven't. Um, it says, one, the, one of the lyrics in there get me, gets me real hard. It says, uh, too much faith to be doubting. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, that's kind of a proud thing, I guess, to say. But I feel like he's saying, you know, if your faith is in, in the Lord and Jesus, I mean, you you ain't got no room to doubt. That's it. Because he's gonna do what he, he's gonna do what he said he's gonna do. You know. Amen. And uh, Amen. I love it. I think that's I think that's what it's called. If you look it up, it's you'll know it. Um, the album cover is like a brown looking. If you look it on you look it up on YouTube, but um, it's on TikTok a lot now. But mm -hmm. uh, I love that song, and I tell you what, uh, I never heard it before. And I was in the bathroom getting ready one one morning to go to work, and uh, I was looking at TikToks, and it came on there, and I was like, "What is this?" And I seen it, you know, with the title of it and everything. And I looked it up, and I listened to that song. I got tore up, man. I got tore. I got tore up, and I came in. I came in the uh, living living room, and I sat down, and I was crying. And my wife's like, "Wrote what's wrong with you?" And I was like, "I was like, honey, I, I love the I like the church that we go to, but I'm tired of not being able to praise God." Amen. Amen. And I, and I and I, you know, I cried, and. uh so I, I'm kind of looking for direction there. The, the the church that I go to is solid. I'm I'm not throwing off on it on right. it. Uh, the the pastor's solid, but it's it's become content. You know, it's become just your regular old Sunday church. You know, and yeah. Um, I want to feel the spirit move again. You know, and I, I pray that it happens there. But you know, it's like. They don't want to say amen, you know. They don't even say amen. You might have one or two every once in a while say amen. Yeah. No, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I just miss it. I, I really do. I wish you lived around here, Josh. I I would bring you with me Sunday, buddy. It's every week. It's Holy Ghost filled. I we we put it on Facebook, and I know it won't feel the same. But I, I invite you to come check it out. Look at it on Facebook. It's Bread of Life Community Church. I'll I'll send you a link. Um, we've had services, buddy, where we don't even get to the message. You know, we get the singing going on. The preacher comes up. We have guest preachers almost every week. Somebody in the community just comes up and preaches, you know. And there's been times where you don't hardly even get to the, you know, the sermons. We're just too yeah, busy that... praising God. And it's just, man, it, we the whole building's on fire. Yeah, yeah, they they um that's a, that I've been through a lot of services like that. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> let me tell you about this. Um, we were in a service. You get sometimes you can feel it when it's going to happen. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know you can feel it. Like I don't know what's going on, but something's about to happen in here. 
<laughs> I don't know what's going to start it, but something's about to happen. Oh, yeah. And um, this old man got up to sing. Man, he's like 95 years old. Well, there it is. <laughs> he goes around there behind the piano, and she, that woman starts playing. This man can't hardly even sing. You know, like, he's so old, he can't. And, you know, it's not sounding good. It's not on key. It's He's just doing everything he can to say the words. God lit that place on fire, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it was, he was singing, and it was, you know, Simon Cowell would have gave it an F, you know. Yeah. But God had his approval on it. And he lit that place on fire, and we was a shouting and screaming, and um, I mean, it went on for a while. There was there was a boy ran around at the church. Um, man, I missed that. But anyway, I, I, uh, when it, when that old man sat down, uh, people got to testifying, getting up, praising the Lord, thinking, you know, it was all about him. You know, that's something else was when you know he comes in, it's he'll testify uh, of himself. He testified of the Lord. Amen. Yes. And, you know, it started shooting. He started, you know, the, the Holy Ghost started shooting through people, touching people, and they started testifying about what Jesus had done, what Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, um, man, it was just the preacher didn't preach. You know, he didn't get a chance. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, that I've I've been through some some really wonderful, wonderful moves of God, and services, and I, I'm uh, I really miss it, and uh, I don't know what to do about it, yeah, yet, uh, because I tell you the church, the church that we're going to now, uh, I think one of the, one of the great things about it is they're really good with kids, yeah, I got a two year old daughter. And you know they got a big kids program, That's and they're teach they're teaching them. You know they really care about the kids. I'm not I don't have to worry about anybody you know messing with my child back there. I mean they're solid yeah. people. So you know it might be one day, it might might be one day. You know when she's old enough that I can go somewhere else again or or whatever. Right. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, that day I heard that Tyler Childress song, and the Holy Spirit got on me. I got the feeling like God wanted me to go to a Pentecostal church for a little while, even if I don't. You know, I still go to to my church. That I go to that one. Yeah. You know, some too, my maybe by myself. Yeah. Um, but uh. I don't know, man. It's just, I know one thing that I feel like in my heart that God is tired of the doubting. Amen. He's tired of the content. He's tired of the being put in a box. Yes. He's tired yes. of people sweep, sweeping this stuff under the tape, under the rug, that they, you know, like it ain't happening with the demonic stuff. And, Amen. Um, you know, like, uh, people doubting God could do anything for them, you know, that he's tired of that. And I see, I've been seeing these people, these preachers 
come up, man, this huge move of God, you yeah. know, like the pastors I was talking about. They're not doubting him. They're not <laughs> doubting him. You know what I mean? They come in there and they say, the Lord's going to do something. The Lord, you know, the Lord's going to move. The Lord's, they're not telling the Lord that he's going to do something. They're just saying, he's just probably, he's just going to do it. Right. You know, you he's be, be bold in faith, man. You got to know what's going to happen. <clears throat> yeah. Saying, like if you ask it, I'll do it. Just say it. Right. Just and, say uh, it. you know, I think God's tired. He's fed up with that. He's fed up with the, with the, uh, the contentness and the, yeah. the whacking, you know, it almost feels like going, you see, going to some of these churches, it's like <laughs> you go in, oh, maybe, maybe God, maybe God will do this, maybe God will move, or maybe God will help me. Uh, I can give you many examples in the Bible. Here's one Hannah. <laughs> Hannah believed yep. and she went to the altar and she was going to stay there until she, she got, she got at least some kind of word from the Lord. Yeah. And that, you know, she was praying there and she was crying so hard stuff that, that, um, that the, uh, uh, what was it? What was that priest's name? He called her, he said he, she was drunk. You yeah. Know, he said, well, you, when are you going to stop your drinking or something like that? Uh, and she, she's like, I'm not drunk. I'm, uh, you know, I'm laying myself out here before the Lord, you know, praying with all my heart. And God gave the priest the, the message said that, you know, the Lord's going to give you what you want. He's, he's, already, he's you know, he's already, he's already. It's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And and then she said, you know, if you give me a man child, I'll give it back to the Lord. And that was uh, Samuel's mama, you know, Samuel. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, we need some people. We need, we need to get back on that on that level, man. We need to we need to stop doubting and, and stop mm-hmm. put away these worldly things and our comfortable houses and being comfortable and you know, our country, we're losing our country, you know, mm-hmm. just all kinds of all kinds of stuff going on that that's just oh ungodly. But um he's wanting to do something. He's wanting to do something. Is is, is are we gonna are we gonna make make the way for him to do it? You know, is he because he is doing something. He's yeah, doing he, something big. He, yeah. he's raising his army, Josh, I'm telling you. I know he's raising his army. And well, you, you know, like the the other day, you know, there's certain parts of America where I think that there's no gospel. You know, like L.A. Um, you know, what about Canada? You know, like is anybody up in Canada preaching the gospel or right? Um, Philadelphia, you know, like. You know, any of these places, is anybody getting the gospel? And I'm like, probably not. They're all just a bunch of heathens, you know, <laughs> and nobody believes in God. But let me tell you something, man. i tell you something I've seen on TikTok is I've seen New York City people preaching on the street. 
up in these places that I think there ain't no Christians. You know, there ain't nobody up there really believes or whatever. But they are, man. They're there. And oh, yeah. they're they're and God's using them. Then their work there's a work going on. Oh, there is. <clears throat> hey, I, I see that with this show. And it it's weird. But since January, you know, at the beginning of the year, my wife and I decided, you know, we're not holding back no more. Okay. Um we've always been faithful people, but we're not holding back. We're going to be forward with it. We're putting God front and center of everything in our life. And I did that with this show starting in January this year. I, I made it known that God's moved me, you know, um, he gave me a big, yeah, I heard it. He, I heard he, gave me a, say that. he gave me a good platform, man. And actually, so, actually one, uh, let me interrupt you there for a minute. Um, I actually came into one of your, I don't know, it was a couple of weeks ago, one of your last episodes and either it was at the end or the beginning that you put a song <laughs> and that got on me. And then it was either before or after that, you said that you were putting Jesus first and that you were submitting your all to him or, or what, it, you know, you said something to that effect. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I think me and this guy can, 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 uh, can, can vibe together. Could oh, We yeah. could be buddies. Yeah, yeah, because you're one of my people, man, for sure, for sure. Uh, I'm sorry I interrupt you. Oh no, you're good, man. Oh, but yeah, I I decided I'm going boldly forward. You know, like like he would want me to do. Since then, I can't tell you. It's like on social media and stuff. I use that for the show. I, I use Facebook for you know talking to family and stuff. I I'm not going to act like I don't. But like Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff, I, I have a, an account for the show. That's that's the one I use. And it's crazy how I'm very open about Jesus. And the people that are starting to follow the show haven't changed. I have people that call themselves, you know, priestesses. Uh, people into Reiki, people into witchcraft, people into you know any kind of paganism. They're following the show. They're coming on now more than they used to. You know, so they're okay with hearing this. Maybe they want to hear this. Maybe this is the only place they're going to hear it. You know, so when you come on and you start talking about this, it's edifying God. You know, right? Yeah, it's it's an opportunity to help other people to hear God, and I'm glad you brought up that song because I was going to bring it up to you if you hadn't heard it yet. It, it's at the end of every episode that I've that I've done since April because okay. I, I I recorded that song at a revival at our church. This bluegrass group came up from uh, Southern West Virginia, almost in Kentucky. Their their name of their group is called Bluegrass Gospel at Heart. And the the main singer, he's a preacher, he's an evangelist. And that song that I recorded was from a very anointed preacher that lives down there. He wrote the song. Um it the the whole song just came to him at once. 
And he sat down. He didn't have anything to write with. I think I accepted his, uh, I think it's his granddaughter's crayon. So he he wrote the song out and then gave it to this band. And he asked them to, to sing it. And when they come out with that song, man, it, the Holy Spirit is in that song. Oh, yeah. That song is anointed. And I felt like I had to share it. It's been so well received. I had somebody actually send me money, cash, to find them, purchase a CD from them, because they still sell CDs at the back of their SUV, you know? Right. And ship them one of the CDs. Uh, it, it's moving people. I've had probably dozens of emails about about that one song because it stops people in their tracks. So you hear the Lord. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I love that song, and it's something how music can do that to us. Well, uh, you know, after I've listened to so many episodes of you you talking, uh, you and talking to these people about their experiences, um, you 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 have a open seems like you have you have a gift to be open and not ju not judge somebody or as you know somebody who's not a christian or uh, into a different religious practice um you know they 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 might they can't approach just anybody you know what i mean yeah and I appreciate that you know uh, so god's gave you Evidently, God's gave you a gift and a platform, and it's it's working. You know, it, it's doing what it's supposed to do. I appreciate uh, it. I, I I do feel like it's a platform and an opportunity, and I'm scared to death to mess it up. So I'm just trying to be obedient. You know what I mean? Well, you know, just you saying that lets me know that. God's God's going God's going to guide it in the right right way. Yeah. There might there might be some rough waters ahead. You might really bump heads with somebody who is deep into something and they want to destroy that yeah. platform you got. But you know, God's still in control. That's right. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we believe these things too, you know, like you know, these, these people that are maybe in a different religious practices or whatever that have seen things or ran into things. Yeah, we believe them, too. We exactly we bumped heads with them, too. So you're not crazy. Right. Um, we know they're out there, but we also know that uh, we, we would like you to know Jesus, you know, and we would like you to know that uh, he is the answer. Yep. And if you just trust him and believe in him and confess that he is Lord and believe in your heart and uh, ask him to send, to cleanse you from your sins, that you can know peace and you can have power to fight some of these things. If they're, if they're, if they are bothering you or attacking you or scaring you or have dominion over, seem like they got dominion over you or you, your being or, your life, your situation. I mean, you're not you're not going to find another power. It's not it's not going to come out of a uh, anything else. You need the you need Jesus. You need to you need to uh, confess Him. You need to uh, uh, 
you need to speak the name of Jesus too, you know. <laughs> Amen. He ain't got no, ain't got no, they can't do nothing. I that's mean, it. they have to go. They have, they have to obey the Lord, you know. That's it. It's a knockout punch. There's nothing they can do about it. Right. They, they hear the name and they they tremble. They shudder. I tell you, I've had a, letter, a lot of bad dreams in my life, and um, a lot of them have came after being saved, yeah. and they usually go the same way. Um. Uh, it's like a, a demonic attack on my family. And it's just chaos. And then I just hear my voice say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. You know, or in the name of Jesus, um, you know, depart from us or whatever. And, you know, I wake up, you know. Yeah. I've had that dream several times, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think God wants to break revival out in the whole United States. Amen. And, and it might be because He's ready to come back, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, but uh, He's, you know, ain't nobody gonna stop it. No, ain't nobody. Yeah. And and God will raise him up. Him, God will raise Himself up, people. You yeah. know, it might. And I, you know, it, it might not be me and you or something, but I, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he don't need us. He can, right. he can find somebody else to do it. That's we're not right. going to, we're not going to submit and do it. He can find somebody else. That's he can raise somebody else up, but it's going to get done. The work's going to get done. Yep. And all this stuff that's coming out in the news and all this, uh, all these high end, uh, celebrities and stuff are getting, you know, it's all coming out, man. It's all all the devils coming right out. I mean, they're not they're not even trying to hide it no more. No. And uh, seems like this the internet and the cell phones and everything's almost backfired on them because <laughs> the news is, you know. And, and God also said that knowledge would, of Him would be across the earth, you know, like in a flight in an instant. And I almost wonder if so this internet and stuff has made it made made that possible yeah how else could it have happened right <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um i i see something i see something going on and uh i definitely want to be a part of it i just don't know uh what exactly my part is other than you know trying to help these people with uh paranormal stuff and uh, at least give them an outlet to talk or, 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 you know, so they're, they don't feel like they're crazy or, right. you know, they seen something that isn't there or whatever, um, you know, and pray with them or whatever God gives me the ability to do that, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, that's a wonderful thing, man. And I hope you stay in touch with me. I hope you keep me posted on things that go on. Um, like I said, I feel like, you know, you're a man after my own heart, you know, we're, <laughs> kindred, we're kindred spirits here. So please, please keep hollering at me on Facebook. Uh, I got a, I got a couple of cell phone numbers I can give you, man. If you want to just text me or something sometime, but uh, stay in touch with me, man. And I'll, I'll send you some links about some stuff I was talking about earlier. Well, you know, uh, Alan, uh, I talk to him pretty often. Um, 
And I tell you, Alan's been a good friend because he believes this stuff like I mean you do. And, um, you know, his wife thinks he's a crazy dude, you know, <laughs> but yeah, my wife kind of thinks I'm crazy about you know the Bigfoot and all that. Oh, but, too. Too. Uh, but, um, it's hard to find people to talk to that are Christians and and believe, you know, a little bit outside the box. I mean, you know what I mean? Our community's growing. Yeah, it is. You ever listen to Blurry Creatures? No, the the only two podcasts I'm listening to right now because I don't I don't have a lot of time to listen right. is yours and I listen to Bigfoot Society. Awesome. And uh, I, the the story about the the woman on the road. Uh, I told on Bigfoot Society, and I also told the one about the uh, the Amish man lifting my dad up with her finger with her fingers. Yeah. You know, I told that on there too, but, um, you know, some people, you know, it was kind of wild or whatever, but, uh, it didn't really have the effect I thought it would, <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I felt like I needed to call you. I, I needed to talk to you so and you. that's why I didn't bother you. You know, you know, when you met, when I messaged you and you told me to call me back or whatever, message me back. You know, I just kind of let God handle it. I was like, well, you know, if he wants, if God wants it to happen, I'll, it'll happen. And it did. We're sitting there talking. So, Absolutely. um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what, what God wants to do. And, um, I definitely want to talk to you, uh, more about in depth on, on, on like maybe some Bible stuff and yeah, man. what, what, what some more of these phenomenons might be, you know, or whatever. I, I believe in aliens too. I believe in uh, almost. I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of I'm a little open to everything, but you know, uh, I feel like there might be reptilian creatures out there. You know. Um, oh yeah, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> the reptilian thing is is a, is uh, is what is is wild, but there's there's some there's some decent testimony about uh, running into those things um aliens uh personally i've i've not heard very many positive experiences with aliens mm -mm. um so i don't think aliens are i think they might be on the on the on the demonic side be honest with you um that's just my personal opinion because if something takes you against your will, you know, whether it's good or, you know, it does, it does something bad or good to you or whatever, it, it, you got to question it, you know, like, uh, uh, like Travis Walton, you know, you heard about him, his story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very out in the way, out in the woods, you know, logging, he runs out there to think, the light sucks him up in that ship or whatever and spits him out. Yeah. He talks about being in that ship. I mean, that, that was again, completely against his will. And they just pretty much, you know, defiled him, you know, in every place that you don't want something to go, yep. you know? Yeah. And then I think, it, I think he was naked when he was, when he came out, wasn't he naked on the street and he called his uncle or something. I don't. I don't know if he was naked or not. He probably was though. But yeah, 
that story, man, that was the one that put abduction on the map. That's that's the one when people started having to take it more seriously because there were so many witnesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I, another thing I would say to, to people listening that's had, you know, all kinds of experiences, whether it's alien, paranormal, uh, ghost, whatever, is please, please don't don't like trust it. <laughs> don't right. don't trust it right off the bat. I mean. You know, you don't know what it really is. We don't really know what it is either. So, you know, don't don't open yourself up to it um, because it's probably something in disguise. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not a sweet little girl. No. You know, it's probably not. Yeah. Man, Josh, thank you so much for coming on this show, man. Thank you for being patient with me. I'm sorry that I'm sounding like trash, but this has been one of my favorite shows, man. It... Well, I appreciate I appreciate uh, being able to talk to somebody who uh, <laughs> who's a Christian and believes in almost weird stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I promise you the community's growing. I could tell you some things. There's some things going on, but uh, I, I'll keep in touch. But we we got to keep in touch. Yeah, uh, I I give you my cell phone number on the uh, the messenger. So if you just want to text me your number to that number, I'll I'll save it. Sweet, no. sweet, will do, brother. Well, I hope you get better with your uh, larynge. What did you say you had? I, I think it's laryngitis or something, man. Is it a weird cough? Just a weird. It's a weird cough, but my voice is almost gone. It's like did, now you you're on CPAP, right? I don't use it. Oh uh, well, <laughs> I think I think the CPAP is blowing cold air down my throat all night, giving and you a making cough. me have some kind of cough. Yeah, because you hear I was coughing too. Yeah, you gotta be careful with those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I I never took mine out of the bag. The VA gave it to me, and I said thanks, man. And I I just never touched it. Well, the reason I started using mine is my wife took a video of me, and I actually stopped breathing. And she, you know, on the video, yeah, it scared me. Yeah, and I got a two-year-old daughter, man. I don't want to be here for. That's right. Know. That's right. We'll but, go to heaven, but not right now. You want to raise that yeah. first? <laughs> yeah, I don't. So I stuck it back on and, and started using it again. But mm. well, God bless you, man, and uh, keep up you. what you're doing. Thank you. And uh, I'll pray for you. You pray for me, and. Uh, I will. Let's see what God's going to do around here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'll definitely be praying for you. I'll pray that that Holy Ghost fire hits your church wide open, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I mean, I tell you, I really want that to happen again. Even if we got to move to another church, I really want to praise. I really want to be in that again. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. It'll happen. You'll find it. Yeah. Josh, thank you so much, brother. Have a happy Thanksgiving and uh, God bless you and your family. All right, you too, man. All right. Have a good one. You too. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there, uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel it any time. 
get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
this place to If you're at a place in your life that you're you're ready to give your heart over to the Lord, then I have a little a little message that I found that if you repeat it and you believe it in your heart, this could help lead you closer to God to to let Jesus Christ save you. And it goes like this: Heavenly Father, I come to you from the depths of my heart, realizing that I have sinned. I repent of my sins and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and died on the cross for me and my sins. I believe that you raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and live in me now. I receive by faith you as my personal Lord and Savior. I receive your Holy Spirit as my comforter to help me obey you and do your will. It is in Jesus' name that I believe and receive the things prayed this day. Amen.
But now I see how 